film and television. Merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different, either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like. Whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I want to go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi, and welcome to the Between the Bannisters podcast. Oh, my lovely Tay Tay is back with me today. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am so excited. <laughs> We've been chatting about uh, talking about this for a really long time, ever since um, Tay was so gracious to do my interview for the Labyrinth podcast, which was amazing. Oh, that was so good. But Tay, why don't you tell the friends what we're talking about today? We are talking about Golden Girls. <laughs> literally so psyched, I can't even contain myself. Oh my God. There has not been a day in the last, I can guarantee this and say this with complete confidence, there has not been a day in the last 10 years that I have not watched Golden Girls every single day. Yeah, it's on now. I'm going to say, like, I have all the DVDs, all the seasons, so I would just pop one in. Now it's in syndication. It's on Hulu. I'm so excited. I bought it on Prime. Like, it's part of my Prime movies. Woo! Like, a part of my, you know, what you own. So I have all the seasons on Prime right now, and I can it's just go at any point in time. It drives my family crazy right. when they come it's to amazing. my house. And I'm like... Golden Girls is on. They were like, you've seen this a million times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> we do that because the world makes us anxious and we need something that is consistent that we know will always be there and always be tried and true. We don't have to question it. Mm-hmm. And that is why I watch Golden Girls all the time. So 1980, what, September 1985? Yeah. You have Estelle Gettia, Sophia, mm-hmm. B. Arthur's Dorothy, Rue McClanahan as Blanche Devereaux, and then you have Betty White as Rose Nyland. So, like, literally, I can't say enough about any of them. I know this was Estelle Getty's first TV role. I'm pretty sure it was her first, like, long-term... Yeah, because I remember her from playing in automobiles that Yeah, yeah, and and throw mama train. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So tell me, Tay, why you liked it. Okay, so when I was a little girl, I didn't watch it, you know, because it came on on Thursday nights behind uh, Cosby Show. So mm-hmm. it was Cosby Show, then Golden Girls, and then it was, um, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, Ted Desmond, uh, The Bar. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. And um, I never really watched it. Like, I didn't start watching it until I was well into my 20s when it was on Lifetime and they were doing, you know, yeah, the syndication on there. And it came on at like four o'clock in the afternoon or something. And they would show like four episodes. So they had a Mm -hmm. two hour time slot. And that's when I started watching it going, oh, my God, this is so good. And this is so funny. Yeah. Um, And I love the fact that, you know, as a little girl, I probably would have learned so much by watching the show because they hit on so many topics, mm-hmm. um, you know, elderly care, um, elderly sex, um, uh, you know, HIV at the time, um, gay relationships, um, 
affairs, um, you know, sex in all different types of varieties and ways. If you're mm-hmm. doing French, um, but mainly <laughs> it was friendship. Yeah. You know, how these four women, different ages as they were supposed to be on the show mm-hmm. uh, from totally different worlds, you know, Blanche appeared to come from a very rich family, rich husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Dorothy and Sophia, you know, came from a struggle world. Yeah. Um, uh, the rest of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Rose came from a naive, you know, small town, no TV kind of life. And so mm-hmm. she's very naive for these four women to come together um, and really um, bond in yeah. sisterhood that to the point where they said, if any one of us gets sick, you know, the others are like, we're going to take care of you. Yeah. So that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't even know yet. I have friends, I said, we'll meet in the retirement home. Right. <laughs> no one's but taking I care of me. I, so I, don't have friends it. That I was like, girl, I'll take care of you if you get sick. You know, I, I don't have that one yet. You know, right. that was right. same. That's a beautiful thing to have that kind of deep connection to know that you can depend on someone. Yeah. In that in that vein. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that for a friend. Right. I'm just saying I haven't thought of, you know, someone that I was like right off the top of my head, I'd go, that's the person that I will wipe her butt if, you know, yeah. she takes it to the bathroom. Oh, right, 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 right. You know? And I think for me, like I I did watch it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched it along with like my mom. We watched Cheers together. We watched Designing Women. We watched Golden mm-hmm. Girls, like all of that. It was fresh in my mind from the minute they came out mm-hmm. because we had gotten cable, <clears throat> I think, like two or three years before that. So mm-hmm. it was like we weren't like messing with the bunny ears. And these were on like regular. I think they were on ABC or something. CBS, yeah, they were on. They were NBC on NBC. NBC. Yeah, NBC. Uh-huh. And so like we had the clear picture and, uh-huh. you know, it's I remember being like, these old ladies are wicked funny. <laughs> and even watching it today like I do I watch it that is like my comfort jam like I I eat breakfast I'll watch the golden girls on my days off I'm like I'm gonna watch golden girls if I'm falling asleep I'm gonna watch the golden Golden girls Girls. yeah because to me it's like so absolutely timeless Mm -hmm. and to touch on your point of like having these four different characters you have like Blanche who is like gonna be like the forever minx You know, Mm -hmm. like she, there's nothing that's going to slow her libido down. Absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. And she's gone through like pregnancy and like menopause or pregnancy Mm -hmm. scares and and menopause. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to have Dorothy, who is like, so not necessarily rigid, but she is like by the book, no nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. yep, level-headed. Mm -hmm. Sophia is there to just freaking like lay it on the line for you. Shoot from the hip. And Rose is you know, this, this very naive, like a simpleton-ish kind of character. Yeah. Uh-huh. But when it gets down to it, like a lot of these ladies where they are surface, there's this really nice flip side to them underneath. Like Rose is the comic relief. She's a little bit of like the clown, right? She's kind of uh-huh. the butt of jokes for them sometimes. But uh-huh. when you look at Rose in a crisis, like she's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's, she's the one that they go to when they're sick or something they need caring for because she has that kind of yeah. spirit about her to want to take you you know she's going to take care of you right she's got you she's down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Sophia has a very like guarded nature but she's you know 
-hmm. things hurt her feelings and she doesn't really know how to handle that Mm -hmm. and the same thing with like Dorothy who seems kind of like rough around the edges like Mm -hmm. not necessarily abrasive or unapproachable Mm -hmm. but I feel like she is constantly searching for the others to bring that peace out of her Mm -hmm. that warmth out of her and then I feel like Blanche needs to kind of be told how to act. <laughs> yeah, Blanche is very about herself. Oh, 100%. And it, it, the growth of seeing her, growth of seeing her stop being about herself and really focusing on her friends, yeah. where they sometimes had to pull her, pull a card, but like, it's not about you. Right. Focus. Right. She's like, I don't remember what episode where she's like, you really think I'm self-centered? And it was like they were in the hospital for like somebody. (laughs) It's like Blanche, goddammit. What are you doing? Blanche? What are you doing? But I I love kind of watching that camaraderie that they have because I think for me, I didn't really have that with anybody. Like I had a lot of friends in school, like I'm kind of an introverted extrovert. I can make friends anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm very personable. I love being around people. I love chatting. But as a close friendship, I feel like the friendships that I had growing up, like after that series was kind of over into like my middle school years and things like that, I don't think they were, we were actually friends. Mm-hmm. Like they were always kind of like counting me out. And I socioeconomically, I was the poorest of, you know, the four. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of kicked something off for me as an adult to constantly kind of be searching for the camaraderie of like those four people. Like I still have not found that. And anybody, I don't have a lot of female friends. Um, And I think it's because I get very guarded because like I've been done wrong, Tay. I've been done wrong by a lot of ladies. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, baby. That's that's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but I'm very guarded about that. And I think I like and enjoy watching them because they've got it. You know, they've got it all together. And they have those episodes where they're fighting or they're mean to each other. Like the one when they were like all had the flu and they were just like so rude. Like, nasty. I mean, they were just like tearing each other apart. I was like, good googly. Yeah, <laughs> great googly moogly. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were horrific to each other, but they mm-hmm. had each other at the end of the day they had that and I absolutely adore that and a lot of these came from shows they've worked on shows together like um Betty White and uh Rue McClanahan worked on Mama's Family together Mama's Family and uh, uh, which was amazing too <laughs> and I think Rue I believe Rue was on Maud. yes yeah 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 and it's just so nice to kind of see them be kind of working into these like different characters and how well and expansive their range is mm-hmm. um because you had like Rue McClanahan I think she was like Aunt Fran um mm-hmm. on Mama's Family and she was very tight-laced and just very anxiety ridden and she like mm-hmm. couldn't get anything mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and then to have her transform into Blanche and then seeing mm-hmm. Rose oh my god I can't remember her name when she was in Mama's Family um, but she was I don't so, know, but she was she was the more vivacious. Yeah, she was a sauce pot, you know. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. saucy and she was kind of short and rude and like clipped mm-hmm. with people. And I kind of was very confident in who she was. And then having her be like Rose, who is just this little cute little weenie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I'm so excited that we're talking about it because there's so much to that show. Yeah. That I think as women, we try like for me personally like I try to find that kind of camaraderie in people but I feel like there's so much 
lesson <laughs> that we learned mm-hmm. from that show and how to navigate it? Like where did that show kind of help you kind of watching it maybe in your adult life? Where do you feel like you picked up anything that kind of helped you navigate life or made it look at a different angle for it? Well, you know, watching it in my 20s, I always considered myself a Dorothy because I felt like she was practical, but she was also like the dependable one. You know what I'm saying? Um, And even now, I still would consider myself more of a Dorothy, even Mm -hmm. though I took a little test and it says I was a Blanche. um, Which shocked me because I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Blanche? Okay. Um, But I... Because to me, Dorothy was strong and I'm always trying to feel like I, 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 I'm always trying to feel I feel like I'm always the strong one in every group. Like I always feel like I'm the dependable one. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like related to her and I related to her um, self-esteem, you know, where mm-hmm. she never felt really pretty. Dorothy didn't feel worthy. Like you saw her growth, you know, yeah. as a character, how she, you know, she stayed home. She didn't go on dates. And, you know, here's your mother telling you, you know, you know, your mother's even picking at you, you know, right. and, and, um, and then as you see her go on, you see her, even the wardrobe, you know, her yeah. wardrobe changed, she wardrobe up, her hair changed, her looks changed. Like we did see all of them have plastic surgery, but uh, uh, the author, you saw the yeah. plastic surgery as she went through it, but we can talk about that in a different kind of way. <laughs> As a character, you saw her come into herself and more confidently of dating and 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 seeing herself as beauty and worthy. Not not even say with her self esteem when anyone picked at her. Like she did have a smart remark. Like she didn't just you know accept it. But I felt like that was part of the issue with her. It's like she didn't have great self esteem when it came around her looks or how she should be with men, and you know, so she hid in her books. Mm-hmm. You know, she hid at home and that to me at the time was reflecting who I was. So I really kind of, um, uh, you know, toward her because she kind of reminded me she was like a slight reflection of me. Yeah. And even though I, you know, I really loved her strength, you know, that she went, you know, the things that, you know, listening to your mom tell you, you know, girl, listen, you know, are you're like, you know, when, uh, oh my God, when when they were videotaping, she was doing something for her school. Betty White was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, well, yes. Was doing the videotaping for her school. And, uh, you know, Sophia kept calling. Uh, Fess Parker. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, wow. And I went and looked up Fess Parker. And, and, I got like, it. and you were like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? But, um, you know, so, you know, but I loved her strength up. So it was her more than anything that kind of galvanized to watching the show and watching how she grew. And I was so happy on the seventh season when she got married and I was hoping they were going to give us one more season just to watch her flourish in that flourish in marriage and us Mm -hmm. seeing her happy. Um, And I have, I'm happy that they gave her a happy ending, gave, gave her, the love, because I was thinking, oh, it's going to be Blanche. They're going to get Blanche. Mm-hmm. No, they gave Dorothy. And I felt like that was well worth it. Like we we went through it with her. Uh, mm-hmm. Her not having the right guy, her being the one at home, her getting back with Stan, her almost marrying Stan again, um, her dating and it's not working out. And then her back at home. And then finally, finally, yeah. she 
white guy. So it for me, watching it, it was always really about Dorothy for me. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I love, oh, I love that too. That's a nice journey because I'm, I got Dorothy in that quiz. You got Dorothy? <laughs> How did I get blanched? I don't know. Maybe because you're, you're a little minx. Um, oh, I wish. I love it. <laughs> but like, even as a, a kid kind of watching that, I really gravitated towards the friendship. And as I got older, um, just watching it now, I kind of really resonate with a little bit of all of them I yeah, think too. Yeah. um like where Dorothy is concerned like I've been divorced mm-hmm. and having that that um piece of like where you just don't know what to go where to go <clears throat> where to turn mm-hmm. am I making the right decisions what if I fall on my face and it really gave me a sense of um confidence to know that I can rebuild my life. And when she says to to Stan, when I think he wants to get back with her, like one of the many times that he wants to get back with her because he um, definitely fumbled the bag. Um, but when he wants to get back with her and she was like, no, I don't want to do that because I'm not, I'm not where you left me. Mm-hmm. So I, how can we get back together? Mm-hmm. Like you want to pick up where we left off and that's not how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And seeing that as an adult and seeing that as someone who has been divorced mm-hmm. is like, you can say no. Yeah. Like you are on your own. You can be a whole different person. You can rediscover yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was really affirming for me to just be like, oh, I'm not just somebody's ex. I'm somebody who's completely rebuilt her life. At that time with her child has completely rebuilt her life. Mm-hmm. And then where like Blanche is concerned, like being divorced, like I got married at 19 mm-hmm. and being married very, very young and having somebody that was in the military who was gone eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I was alone. I was alone already. And having to get back you know, being married in like 96 and then being into the dating scene in 2001 <laughs> was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. where does one begin? Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously I had to kind of like relearn things and be open to things and gave myself permission to do that mm-hmm. and, you know, gave myself permission to have fun and, you know, have fun and be discerning, obviously, and being safe. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like that kind of helped me with being like, still being okay with both having the fallout of divorce, Mm -hmm. and then being okay with stepping out and letting people get to know me on Mm -hmm. certain levels. Now, was really, really interesting to Mm -hmm. like, kind of learn that, (laughs) learn that from Blanche, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But really where like Rose and Sophia are concerned, like Sophia, I've almost kind of related to the most Mm -hmm. because of my argument style and my defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Like I will cut you where it hurts most. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, the, 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 the line that I always remember from Sophia that was cut wrote to me is when they, when Blanche or her would, was dating, what was his name? Salvi. Oh, um, um, Oh Monty, my God, Monty. Oh, anyway, you know Fidel, Fidel Santiago, Fidel Santiago. <laughs> and um, and 
Sophia had brought him home and Blanche comes out in a negligee and she's standing at the wall and she's like, oh, you just caught me. I was just going to take a bath with the suds that's going to barely cover my bosoms or something like that. And Sophia said, (laughs) I'm just saying what I left. So you go sit in three three inches of water? That's so rude. She was savage. So mean. She was savage. She was savage. You human speed bump, your 50-year-old mattress. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff. She was just, but that's how I get when I am upset. And it's not the it's not the healthiest tactic. Mm-hmm. And the healthiest trade at all. I mean, but, no. but if I am hurt, then that's how that's how I can get. And I realize that is not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's it's been like to me that was like I can be bitchy, but sometimes it's kind of funny. <laughs> and I can always be like, what what's happening? Like Rose. So I mean I think that it's a person for all of them, they we all have bouts of personality of because I know I can be dingy as all get out. I'll be like, wait, what? I'll come wait, huh? I have friends that I call and be like, what is this about? Because I really <laughs> don't know. Sometimes I get a little rosy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, I I know I sound like a doofus here or I sound <laughs> doofus. here because I'm I'm not in the know. I'm not in right. know, you know, um, and I and I love that about Rose, the character building for me, you know how we said like it was character growth with Blanche, it was character growth with um, uh, Dorothy and it was character growth with Sophia to me. Mm-hmm. But for Rose, I did not see character growth for her. I felt like they kept her in the same yeah. kind of thing. There's no character growth. I think what they did for her is they they allowed her because she had lost her husband. Her character had lost her husband. Mm-hmm. And so her husband was her security where these women became her security. And I think that's the only thing I could see that they gave her in character growth where Sophia, um, where she got a renewed sense, sense of youth, dealing, you know, living with these women, Blanche, Rose, and Dorothy. And she was doing things with them and she was going out and having a life in something that she probably would have been still in the old folks home, not really still sitting there kind of dying mm-hmm. and not having a life that she had with living with her daughter. And I saw, I feel like that was her character growth of her showing everyone in the world, doesn't yeah. matter what your age is, still get out there and have fun. Mm-hmm. It definitely showed me that old women had sex. Now I knew old women had sex. You know, I stayed with my grandmother, her boyfriend came over. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, wow, wow, wow. too much information there. But, <laughs> grandma. But, you oh, know, grandma. It really showed, but my grandmother wasn't like in her 80s either. She was right. 50s at that time. So, you know, to see Sophia still out there, you know, falling in love, yeah. you know, having relationships, getting married, um, you know, and getting and getting hurt and getting hurt and getting her yeah. heart broken, you know what I'm saying? And still, you know, doing it and moving and doing things and moving toward life and still going after life. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I, I love that. And I did love her relationship with Dorothy. Like, yeah, she teased Dorothy a little bit to me, just a little bit too hard. Yes. But um, <laughs> there was love there. There mm-hmm. was love there. So that was great to see too, a mother and daughter's relationship that wasn't always peaches and cream, you right. know, you know, but they worked it out and 
you knew that there was love there between them. Yeah. And I think I can completely agree with you about Rose not really having a character arc. Like the development of her is very stunted. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I don't know if that's purposeful where she is the consistent Mm-hmm. you know basis and then everybody kind of or that's orbiting around her has movement mm-hmm. but i would what, what i feel like people don't and maybe i'm wrong that i i feel like people don't give betty white enough credit for while playing rose is that rose has had a lot of tragedy mm-hmm. in the seasons like she start. i mean she's a widow mm-hmm. um obviously she lost her husband you know <laughs> kind of violently having a heart attack during sex mm-hmm. um so that's incredibly traumatizing the for dude her she has sex with died yeah, right and the guy that she has <laughs> died like she, she is having that go on but also you know just having losing miles like having miles have to go into the witness protection program mm-hmm. and an hiv scare her having the hiv scare a her, heart attack heart attack and having like trying to find new friends and trying to get a new lease on life and things that aren't working out she's mm-hmm. had a lot of things kind of go wrong for her that she's had to personally kind of triumph over mm-hmm. like and I don't see I see the rest of the women being supportive especially about the um well when she first goes out, I think it's the first season and she's going away with um Arnie and that's where she's like I haven't had sex since Charlie and that's Mm -hmm. when she they're very supportive about that and that's a very kind of comical one Mm -hmm. but kind of the pieces especially with the Miles piece and I want to touch on Golden Palace because I was so pissed hey I don't know if you watch Golden Palace (sighs) I was so irritated so she has this going on with Miles Miles is in the witness relocation program and he can't speak with her and she like loses like the love of her you know love of her life since charlie she's got to contend with that and then he comes back into her life like nothing happened and then they continue to date and x y and z but in golden palace spoilers whoever wants to go out there and watch golden palace on hulu Mm -hmm. i feel like i have spoiler for you because you are going to be like that rat fink bastard cheats on rose and gets married to someone else after everything rose did for him and waited for him like that was like no my heart yep so now i can't even watch like the golden girls with miles scenes and i feel like golden palace really tried to like just close things out for a lot of people like it but it didn't that was like, horrible close out it was a horrible close out because no one is acting the way that they acted in the golden girls at all like their characters are super that's probably different. What I didn't see. yeah their characters are super different rose is like arguing with people rose is yelling at people blanche is like being dumb and stupid and then sophia's acting like super feeble mm-hmm. like it's so weird i mean it's worth it's only 24 episodes like you can breeze through it but um but yeah i was really pissed about that because i'm like listen this woman was ride or die for miles and then he's just gonna pull this kind of crap but that's what i feel like she has so much to contend with and so much like sorrow Mm -hmm. for someone who was so perpetually happy with the world all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and saw life as you know everything's love and light yeah that's how she walked around really and and that was beautiful to see as someone who just was like love is life is just great and we should all kind of like be happy 
Yeah. No. And I will have to say, like, I adore all of them. I think Blanche is hilarious because she is so Mm self-centered. But there are some things, and I think maybe this was well, (laughs) Rose kind of segue into things you wish didn't happen Mm -hmm. in the show is that Blanche, and there's a whole episode, I think Sophia and Blanche, when Blanche's daughter, Becky, comes Mm-hmm. and she's the model she was a model and she's gained a lot of weight since then mm-hmm. and that episode for me was so cringy and fat phobic i can't that's one of the ones i don't i watch. can't i can't really watch it that's <laughs> one of the ones i always pass over i kind yeah. of pass over the one where uh blanche's grandson comes to visit oh no, david no, i pass over the one where um dorothy is um tutoring the latino kid oh yeah and then she she she's like basically it's her fault yeah that he gets you know sent back to mexico and yeah, i was thanks, like thanks a lot dorothy yeah and that's the only one i guess i don't like because yeah. it's almost like they were like you'll get back over here you know it kind of they kind of put like a a band-aid i was like that no, boy is no. not coming back. God damn it, Dorothy. I, I, I hated that episode. That's the most, that's my most hated one. And it, yeah, is that one. I, I skip over it every time I see it. That, yeah, I, I get that one. Me too. <laughs> now think about it. I'm like, oh, the one with Mario. Click. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, that one was a very tough episode for me to watch. The big fat phobic one yeah, was yeah. really hard for me. Was hard. I was like, oh my God, that was, this is, this is bad guys. This is mm-hmm. not very progressive at all. And for a show where you've got a lot of progressive things happening, you've got like, you know, the whole ageism and sexuality piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you think they wouldn't be doing things like that. And I feel like that was just kind of a cheap episode mm-hmm. to kind of. I mean, they were talking about abuse. Too. Yeah, you know yeah. that she was taking abuse from this man, and she was willing to take it just to have a man, right? Um, so in in that vein, I got their point, right? But she didn't have to be fat to take abuse, right? Right, hundred percent. Point well made. You know? That, and I that was like, why did they need to do that? Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But that, and I feel like, and as writers. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to talk about this. I actually might do. I actually might do a tick 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 a tick tick. <laughs> My God, Monique! I might do a tick tock uh, series about this because, as writers, we are always trying to have consistency and continuation in our work. Mm-hmm. And there are so many plot holes in the Golden Girls and inconsistency. Oh my God! It drives me nuts. Like we need a whole another episode of this to talk about the plot holes. How the heck did Miles's daughter come visit? When he was in the wedding, I was like, so was that his FBI agent? Right. Like what? Right. Again, again, Dorothy's son when he married the the. That's another episode I kind of like. Mm, I can't really yeah, that one's the one that's like uh, the, uh, the the black woman. Yes. And at the end of that episode, she was supposedly pregnant. Right. And then when he came back and said they got a divorce, they never, never spoke about it again. Where's the baby? Like, right. You know, Where did the baby go? That one with Miles and the daughter has always bothered me. Always, he's bothered. always been in the witness protection program. Who is his daughter person? Who is this lady? Also, Blanche's kids. She, when they want, when they have the Mercedes and Blanche doesn't want to get back the Mercedes, she says, I have four children, Biff, Doug, Skippy. Which one do you want? Don't take Skippy. He has asthma. Okay. You have, she had, she has five kids. You have two daughters and three sons and Biff, Doug and Skippy are not 
Matthew when George Clooney is in that episode and she was like, I worry about my son Matthew enough and he's a CPA. Like, oh, where he came from? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Nobody? yeah. There's so many potholes. Also, Rose's timeline, Rose was um, in an orphanage, right? And she had a whole thing about um, you need to be nice so people like you and they'll bring you home. Mm-hmm. And I was always nice in the orphanage. But then when she meets Don Amici, when she meets her father, when he's the priest, mm-hmm. like five seasons later, mm-hmm. she said that they left the baby on the doorstep. They left her as a baby on the Nylon's doorstep. So she wasn't in the orphanage at all. <laughs> oh, I in my head, I never paid. I gotta pay attention to that. I thought she said they left her at a fire station. No, I don't and know. I was like, oh, well, that's how she got. Oh no, the they left. They left the. They left the baby at the orphanage, and the Nylons took the. But she said the Nylons took the baby. Oh, but when she's telling other stories, she was like four or five or like eight by the time. Yeah, well, she picked her up. So she knew she was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then how Dorothy was born was on the pinochle table at McSorley's yeah. bar, or she was delivered by C-section by a cabbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, Which one, one is it? it? Which one is it? Someone tell me. There's so many. And it makes me laugh because as as right, like we're trained to like make sure that things are consistent and they, yeah, con- the timeline is continuity. Mm-hmm. And they're just isn't in any one of these like they just like like they just got a new writer and the writer said i'm just gonna write what i want to write and i'm not gonna look back at the scripts that were done before me i'm just gonna write what i want to write and you're like wait what but i feel like is the is the 80s like are the 80s a time where there was like and i have no idea where there were like no show bibles like no script coordinators like no script editors or people doing things. I mean, you've got like the whole like Norman Lear generation where you've mm-hmm. got like, you know, Jefferson's and you've got, mm-hmm. you know, all in the family and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. which also has a lot of holes and pot- yeah. holes in continuity. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering is like, did that, those lack of, the lack of continuity, did that bring forth those types of positions where like oh we need somebody to help us stay fresh fresh writer to give you know fresh right you know maybe so i don't know because i was like you definitely do not have anybody in charge of continuity in this show at all (laughs) oh i still i still want to know where the heck is the where is the uh, baby i want to know and i want to know now like, did he have a baby? Do they? Does Dorothy got a black baby somewhere? Grand grandbaby? I, I don't know. They were gonna like, call it Roger or Lamar. Either one. <laughs> <Remember>? Roger. Roger. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but also, um, Angelo, uh, Sophia's brother, Angelo. What's Angela? Right. She's got a sister, Angela, and then she's got. Oh no. Oh no. I think I think they switched it from Angela to Angelo. Wow. And then she never no longer had a sister. It was just Angelo. Just a brother. Yeah. That's so weird. Oh my god, Tell you blow my mind right now. Hang on. Seriously, <laughs> because I, like I, I thought about that. I said, wait a minute now. I gotta see if she is in later episodes. But do you remember when, he, when that's so weird. That's so weird. Oh my god. My my head is in a tailspin right now. Oh, I'm hyperventilating. So when he tells her that he married this woman and he's like, oh, we've been married for 52 years and you never introduced her to your family at all, at all, at any time, anytime. 
No, you didn't. Angelo, the hell? Mm-hmm. What? I'm still caught on this Angelo and Angela thing. Because See, if you get back, think about it, because Angelo had, was living in Florida. Right. So why were we not seeing her every now and then come by the house and visit? Next thing you know, they're I, like, Angelo over. And then we saw him come in, you know, more episodes. Every now and then they'll have an episode with him wow. in it. You never saw Angela again. Right. Never saw Angela again. I said, but she lives in Florida. Yep. Where is she at? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. They had all the Rebecca's. Yep. The Rebecca's. Like the yeah, the episode with Becca, the super fat phobic episode with Rebecca. And then like the following season, she's super, super thin and she wants to have a baby by yeah. artificial insemination. Nobody <laughs> talks about the times. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and Dorothy's sister. Angela. Um, is her name Angela? Dorothy? Yeah. Her, no, um, not. Uh, no, wait. What the hell is her sister's name? <gasps> is it Aunt, no gloria gloria yeah <laughs> you know, she first comes in she's a petite little thing yeah and, you know more like sophia than dorothy than, right that made sense to me because you know right. i was like oh that makes sense you know right. but then they brought her back when she has an affair with stan yeah and she's just as tall and as you know and basically wearing dorothy's clothing mm-hmm. um size and i was just like so y'all just couldn't get the no, actress? Like, you couldn't get the actress? Like, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Like, there's just so many. And I try to, like, notice them. I almost, like, was writing them down the other day. But I was like, there's just so, there's so many. Like, how did George die? George was in a coma. No, George was in a car accident. And they mm-hmm. called Blanche to tell him he was dead. Yeah, they said he died in the car accident. Yeah. <laughs> how was he in a coma? I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, Yeah. Oh my god, Tay, I literally cannot let go of this Angela Angelo thing. I'm yeah, I really truly think they just they said there's no more Angela, is Angelo now. Nobody will notice. No one will ever notice. No, one, I no one's gonna miss her at all at any time. <laughs> but and then all the act different actors that played like the same characters. Yeah, like Miles plays the the guy who Rose was on the boat with. Yeah, the and then he's yeah. Miles. <laughs> oh, his name was Miles too. No, he was Arnie first. Arnie, yeah, he was Arnie in that one, and, and then and he, he was, was Miles. Miles, yeah. Yep. I don't and know. Then it's the guy who played, I think he, and I may have this wrong, but I could have swore he was the doctor for the HIV, but he played Blanche's husband's um, uh, bastard son. Oh wow! I think that was the same guy. Maybe. Oh wrong. maybe. I was like, is that, is that the doctor from the HIV episode? That um, always made me feel so bad for Blanche too, because. Yeah. She always thought her time. husband didn't cheat on her, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. He did. He he, he cheated and had a baby. And he... Yep. There's a baby for you. Baby. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a baby for you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we could, we literally could go on plot holes all day long. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask, and this is going to be super hard. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three, three to five. Go ahead and let me know. Mm-hmm. What are your three favorite scenes or episodes of this show you can pick episodes or scenes whatever you want it's gonna be hard oh wow hold on <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta get out of this you gotta give me some time to think um, imdb if you want to 
Um, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when um, Dorothy goes to the, oh, what's the name of that little club that Blanche went to and she kind of took it over and she was singing. Oh, uh, the Rusty Anchor. Rusty Anchor. Um, <laughs> the my uh, the wedding, when Dorothy got married in the wedding, mm. uh, that episode was my favorite. I loved her dress. I thought she was beautiful. Um, oh, gosh. Um another scene like another episode or scene that just oh Blanche is when she's getting over her um having a, a heart over oh, yeah over there, over there. And then, <laughs> and then she, she takes what's his name back to the bedroom yep and, and <laughs> I mean like, over there <laughs> uh-huh I think those three um they they, oh, man. they make me happy you know uh I love it. I love it. I like the one where, oh, you know what other one I don't really like watching, I skip over, yeah. is the one where the Blanche, she gets caught, the newspaper makes it look like she's cheating with the politician. Yeah. I don't like that one. It's it's boring. Because yeah. they're so mean to Blanche. Yeah, I was they're like, so oh, mean. why won't you believe her? Like, I mean, she tells you who she sleeps with. Right. Why would she lie? I don't know. I just like, I'm like, oh, this she one. Has no, yeah. She doesn't care. She'll tell you. I slept with the mailman. There, okay. Yes. Yes. No. I like the one, the break-in, where they get robbed. Mm-hmm. That one and I did cry for, she did, she played that role so well when she was like, in my head, they're still yeah. here. And I was like, I, I still tear up with her on that one. I know more yeah. girls couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. That one, I love that one. I love, um, oh my god, the housekeeper, where they think that Marguerite is cursing yeah, Marguerite. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah like yeah, yeah. I was lying the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, so just and Dorothy's like begging her mom, please don't say anything. Please, she's like, oh, I ain't gonna say. She walks right out. Hey, my daughter says <laughs> yes. And the one where Dorothy, I think it's a two-parter, where Dorothy has chronic fatigue syndrome. Yes. Um, I love one, those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I like I know what that's like to be having like a chronic illness like that and having people be like, well, your labs are all normal and mm-hmm. you're fine. And I don't know why you're here. You're probably just, you should like go on a diet or you should do meditation. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> meditation's not going to help this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those ones really, like, for me, like, solidified, like, my love for all of them. Because mm-hmm. throughout, especially the sick and tired one, it's where you see, like, Dorothy's like, oh, I picked Rose because she's caring. Mm-hmm. And then you see how completely self-centered Blanche is. And that's yeah. when where Blanche is writing the novel. Mm-hmm. And she stays up all night. And she mm-hmm. looks stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. So I don't know if we can actually give a personal allegory for this show because obviously we know what it's about and it's the camaraderie and it's you know you know coming into your own because they all kind of do. Mm-hmm. Um except for roses is a little hazy. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel, if anything, in your opinion, what do you think that this show really made us think about? That I think for, I think that it really tells people 
that your age is just a number Mm -hmm. and that you can still have life no matter what age. You can still have fun. You can still have relationships. You can have deep, meaningful friendships. Um, and you can you can still le- live or what someone says, eat life. Yeah, Rose. I, think, I really do think that that's what it is. It's, I think that's why it's timeless. Yeah. Um, because they, we see these women in different ages, aspects of their lives and times of their lives, and they're still learning and growing and having fun while doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what um, draws so many people who still watch it. Not it's comedy, but it's mm-hmm. also hope. It gives you hope. We're all getting right. older. We're yeah. all getting older and we're all wondering what that, you know, what it, does that look like for us? Yeah. And seeing Golden Girls, like I, I feel like in 3,023, they're still going to have Golden Girls somewhere playing. Oh, 100%. You know, and it's good. <laughs> how, how could you not? Somewhere playing. And 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 even those people are going to look at it and go, these women were really still, it's funny, it's yeah. great, but they still were, you know, living their best life, even in old age. Yeah. And I absolutely 100% agree with everything you just said, because it's, it does, we are all getting older. We're all going to be in that position where we don't, you know, and makes us, I mean, if, and if this pandemic has taught us anything, we've all been questioning our mortality for the last couple of years, right? Like, where are we going to end up? Who's going to take care of us if we get sick? Mm-hmm. And then even as, you know, we kind of inch along, we're all getting older. Like, and as adults, it's harder to make friendships. And the friendships that you make, sometimes those are better than the friendships that you had with people you grew up with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, you can find that hope and you can find a sense of belonging no matter how old you get mm-hmm. and belonging at an older age and having that sense of belonging is so very precious because we're all racing against the clock. Yes. And we're all trying to make the, you know, there comes a point in your life where you're like, I just have to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. I have to get off the hamster wheel and mm-hmm. I just have to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that was a beautiful, beautiful way to put it. But there is one question that I have that is always going to bother me. And I understand that maybe it just, it wasn't working for the story. But what the hell happened to Coco? (laughs) So this is what I thought in my head. I was like, well, Sophia had to move in. They didn't have room for him. So he had to move out because he was living. Right, right. I was like, maybe he just moved out because they needed to move Sophia in. Right. Never addressed it. Coco never addressed it. Never said. Never said anything about Coco ever again. No, he was making huevos rancheros, and then mm-hmm. he was not <laughs> gone. Yep. Gone. Just, justice for Coco, I guess. Yeah. I, but I feel like that could have been a funny part. Mm-hmm. Um. But I feel like they were probably like the focus has to be on these four, and I maybe think that he. And maybe it's it's a good decision that they did that because I would hate to for them to use him as a prop or as a prop. for, for yeah. comic relief in a box tick, mm-hmm. even at that era where it was like that was the gag, mm-hmm. um, which at at no time should it have been. But I've always kind of thought about it. <laughs> like, right, you're you're never spoke about Coco that. again. <laughs> uh, again. Not one void. Oh, I love it. I am so excited we got to talk about that. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited too. I love Golden Girls. Anytime you want to talk about it, 
I'm always free to talk about the Golden Girls. Oh, I, I love, love that it. show. I love the comfort that it gives. I love yep. the wisdom that it drops. I love the ladies. Yeah. Yep. And it is my it is my soul food because I wear I watch it every day. I am branching out a little bit. I have been watching Night Court from the very beginning. Ooh, I'm and watching that about you. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Can I, I can't deal with Paul Reiser. <laughs> No, matter about you was so good. Though. Something about him where I'm just like, you're the one that got Ripley in trouble. Um. <laughs> no, I know. I but the, show about, the show about relationships, a, a couple is yeah. good. How they wrote everything about them yeah. as a couple was so good. I'm really enthralled starting from oh. the beginning. And I was oh. like, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah, I'll get about you. So yeah. Maybe I'll hop on board. But yeah, I've been watching Night Court from the beginning because mm-hmm. I'm so excited about it. And I I forgot how much I absolutely love that show. I love Night Court is. when I was a little girl. Yeah. How funny it is. And it's coming back. They're redoing it. They're bringing back um Harry Stone's daughter is the judge. Really? Yeah, and um they're bringing back Dan Fielding. Oh my god, this is gonna be so great. Yeah. I actually thought and don't kill me. I actually yeah. That they can drop, they can redo Golden Girls and keep the same script updated with today's, you know, technology, idealism, yeah. everything, but drop in a diverse cast and give them the same freaking scripts. Yeah. I really do think they can redo it and they wouldn't really need anyone just to make sure that everything is still, you know, with, to- with today's time. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> I know, because I know it's blasphemous to say, but I really do think they, Don't you, they you know, that they, they could do that if they were to think about it, you know, yeah. to redo it, but with a diverse. I cast. mean, the writing is, it's a, it's a masterclass. Mm-hmm. It really is because mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many shows um, and I will say Night Court is one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where and it's mostly just Dan, which yeah, I don't want to admit that Dan Fielding was my favorite. He was um, my favorite. But it's just the way he plays the character. Mm-hmm. His character is like literally the most misogynistic and obnoxious person. Yes. Alive. Um, but and then I'm wondering how they're gonna to tone that down for this era. I he, they got a whole lot of me to talk in this. They got they, they got they got a high person. tall work ahead of them. Yeah. But I feel like you can go back and we've touched on the episodes that are kind of icky, but I feel like volume wise, mm-hmm. a lot of the material is still really, really serviceable and really mm-hmm. wonderful. And I'm so glad we got to talk about it today. I literally have to go research this Angelo Angelo thing. It's going to bust yes. the crap out of me. Yeah, please do. Ah! Uh, but Tay, this has been great. I'm so excited. And there is no one I would rather discuss Golden Girls with than you. Thanks. This has been absolutely fantastic. So we're gonna um hang it up, folks. Mm-hmm. And um Tay, is there anything that you are working on right now that you can tell the kids about? <laughs> we're all in production purgatory right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about it. Um <laughs> But we will soon. Tay is doing big things. She always will be doing big things. And she has an amazing writing head on her shoulders. So I have no fear that we were going to see some amazing things come out of Tay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So see you, kids. See you next week.